welcome back to another edition of Kent and the Steering Team. Once again, you're joined by myself, Phil, and my good mate, Drew. Uh, unfortunately, though, Kent can't be uh, with us. He is uh, stuck in the toy box. Anyway, on with the show. Mr. Drew, how are you? I, I am very well, thank you. I'm, I'm excited for this episode, actually. How are you? Uh, very well, also very, very, very excited for this episode um, because it is our Toy Story 4 review. That's right, they decided to make a fourth one. Did you um, ever think we'd be here doing this? Really? Honestly, no. Um, no. I remember when Toy Story 3 was announced and being like, wow, wow, getting a third one. However, it it felt perfect because um, they left it as an open-ended story. And uh, here we are with number four, which they did not leave as an open-ended story at the end of three. So somehow we got four. But anyway, uh, yeah. So Toy Story 4. Yeah. Uh, it recently recently hit cinemas. Um, of course, Sarah and I are overseas at the moment. So we uh, went and saw it in England. We saw it in a town called Beverly, in fact. Um, and, uh, which is in Yorkshire, by the way. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so we, we, we did, we did that and, um, yeah, Drew saw it there in Sydney. Drew, Drew, yes. uh, plot summary, story, how it went, what was it? So the toys are back in town and they, this is post, um, post Andy going to college, they are living with Bonnie and Woody's feeling very much like an empty nester. His kid's gone to college and he doesn't know what to do with himself anymore. He's certainly not Bonnie's favorite toy and that's okay, but he is looking for a bit of new purpose in his life. Um, it's kind of hard to describe the plot from there, really. Now that I think about it. Um, well, in many ways, it is a love story, this film. Um, it is. It is. It's a love it, story in Toy Story. It's about Woody reuniting with Bo Peep. It's about Woody deciding what he wants to do with the rest of his days, really. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Um, it... It goes on an adventure of Woody um, still, you know, as as Bonnie's not favorite toy. And in fact, one of not, not very popular at all with Bonnie. Um, him going on and still being there always for his his owner, because that's his job as their toy to do that and be there for them. Um, and then, yeah, the story is about him, him going off to find Bo Peep. Um, as they go on this adventure and while he's babysitting a spork, basically. You heard me right, a spork. Yes, because Bonnie comes home with a new toy that she made herself called Forky. Yes, and Forky is a spork and thinks that he is trash, not a toy. Because that's true. <laughs> he is trash, what, not a toy. But what, what did you think of Forky? I think I thought Forky was a good character. I thought Forky was was interesting because it was that whole idea of, um, what are you? You are a spork. You're for using to eat, and then for you're used for throwing in the trash. So he thinks that he's trash because he's used. So it's yeah. like I I thought he was an interesting character. Like it gave yeah. it gave a great thing for the other toys to play off of, in the sense that you know showing their conscience and their their in a monologue and stuff like that. And that, that connection between them being real and a, a toy basically, or an inanimate object. Hmm. That was cool. Um, okay. Then let's, let's review drew. What did you like about this film? I liked a lot about it. Honestly. Um, I went in really scared, really, really trepidatious about it because it's a dangerous thing to continue a franchise after you've had a, a trilogy for one. Mm -hmm. And more than that, number three has a perfect ending. So it's very hard to even fathom the idea of there being more. 
but at the same time, Pixar had already set a precedent for this by doing the animated short films that they'd been doing for what over the last nine years. Is it? Yeah, I but think it is nine yeah, years. Even still, though, I don't count them. So when we got Toy Story three, for me that was uh, a big thing. And then even the yeah. ending of Toy Story three, they had a good ending. Then they had a sorry, they had a bad ending coming, and then they quickly ended that, and that had a really good ending for Toy Story three. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, three three was a very definitive line in the sand. This is the end, but then they went ahead and did these shorts, and to me, I I always felt like that somewhat cheapened the ending because it while it was cool seeing the toys again, it was like ah oh, yeah, but you know life still goes on, and the ending that we initially got definitely negates that. So. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It, it's hard to continue it, but at the same time, they left a door open to continue it. So going in, I, I thought, okay, well, yeah, you've, you've set it up so that it could happen, but should you do this yay or nay? And honestly, I, I still think it could go, they, they could have done it, they could have not done it, but they've gone ahead and done it. Um, my initial thought is that they are incredibly lucky because I think they stuck the landing, even though it, by all rights and respects, it it kind of shouldn't exist, but, Mm -hmm. but it exists and it succeeds somehow. It doesn't succeed on every front, but it succeeds on enough that I am actually satisfied with something I've been attached to since I was, what, three years old. So... Fair, fair. Yeah. So, myself... <laughs> yeah, tell us. Um, we were saying, talking about it off-air about how, you know, and, and you mentioned it just after I'd seen the movie, uh, how Toy Story 3 came out, uh, I don't know how long, like, what was it, 15 years after Toy Story 2, something like that? Longer, so Toy maybe? Story, Toy Story came out in ninety four. Was it? Or was it ninety four or ninety five? Hang on, now 95? I have to look it up. I have to look it up now. I'm not sure. It came out so, around then. So, oh no! But th- this is interesting. The the time space between each mm-hmm. Toy Story. So the first one came out in ninety five. Then. Four years later was Toy Story 2. And then 11 years later was Toy Story 3. And then another nine years later is Toy Story 4. That's crazy because there is exactly 20 Mm. years between Toy Story 2 and 4. Okay, okay. Um, Okay, then... uh, Okay, well then here we are. We've got Toy Story 4 now. Yeah. And uh, with the ending we had from Toy Story 3, again, a very definitive one. Many people say the end of Andy's Mm. story with the toys. Nonetheless, a definitive ending. The toys stick together. Andy goes away. The moral of the story is the toys will always be there together to support a child. That's what the story was. That's what the idea was. That's what, throughout the first one, we kind of got that idea... The second one, we got that as well. The third one was the same kind of moral. The story is toys stick together. They're there for the kid, whichever kid it is. Even when your kid grows up and moves on, there's a new kid and you look up, we'll we'll look after that kid. This film, this film says something completely different, which is that a toy, in the case of Woody, needs to do something on his own, which is incredibly false when you think about the fact that they are... To quote Woody from Toy Story 1, you are a toy. You're a child's plaything. You know, he's not a real person. So this film, which is a love story about him going off to find Bo Peep, and then, uh, you know, spoiler, spoiler alert, (laughs) goes ahead and then runs off with Bo Peep, is entirely false for what Woody's own reasonable view is. Remember, the first one was Buddy, uh, Buddy, 
Buzz, I got the two names mixed, <laughs> mis, um, matched up there. Buzz thinks that he's a real space ranger. Woody then brings him down from Cloud Nine, uh, and you know, and brings him down to the harsh reality of "You are a toy." In this one, Woody goes off into you know absolute you know loopiness and thinking that he's more than just a toy, which is false. Also, the fact that Bonnie doesn't view Woody as his favorite toy is completely false based on the way the third one was. The whole point was that she really wanted Woody. She wanted all the other toys, but she wanted, well, she got all the other toys, but she really wanted Woody. That's the toy that she wanted a lot. So I, I, I like that it was, it was interesting that they went down that route, but I don't think that that respected the ending of three. And again, you're absolutely right that this film stuck the landing as an individual film absolutely it did like it was it was it was a funny well-told story with great animations but in some ways did a jurassic world to jurassic park in some ways a quantum of solace to casino royale which was it ruined what they had by existing not necessarily a bad film on its own Again, I think Jurassic World is a perfectly fine film. I think Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is a perfectly reasonable, okay film. But it ruins what Jurassic Park had. I don't mind, personally, I, 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 I don't mind Quantum of Solace. I'm not a massive fan of it. But it cheapens what Casino Royale was. This film cheapens what the ending of 3 was. And the ending of 3 was, you know, paying homage to Toy Story 1 and 2. And so this shits a little bit on that, which I don't like very much. And again, great individual film, but I can't review it as an individual film because they chose to make it exist in a film where there are sequels. You know, there, there are multiple in this. This is the fourth edition. It gets held to the same standards and has to fit in this universe because it is in the universe and it doesn't work in that sense to me. Great individual film, but not a great sequel. I, I I can't wait to go through all of this because I think we're going to disagree on a fair few things here and that's always fun mm-hmm. but yes. <laughs> well it's boring like unless we're super super hyped about something and we both agree on it it, it just gets boring it's boring if we both agree yeah. yeah yeah but I I I totally get where you're coming from with it I, I to a certain extent I get the the quantum of solace reference there the likening to it mm-hmm. but this is very much its own independent story whereas quantum of solace was trying trying to say that that there was more to the casino royale story whereas this isn't trying to say that there's more to the toy story 3 story mm. it was be- because really the focus isn't actually about the toy's life with bonnie it, it goes, right, this is the life with Bonnie, this is the result of it, and this is what it leads Woody on to. And, uh, it, it's, and as, mm. far as, as far as, yeah, Bonnie was desperate to have Woody. Yes, she was. But like any child of that age, like most, okay, let's, let's say most children of that age, because mm. not any, obviously Andy was an exceptional kid, but she wanted him then that doesn't mean she's going to want him always she liked the idea of having him because she just received a whole box filled with toys Mm. and there was one toy left in the box that she couldn't have especially one that yeah she'd already had woody for a little bit of time like i get that but maybe you know i i like the idea that that she actively acknowledged that he had the sheriff's badge and that she she passed it on to Jesse mm. when they were playing. I thought, okay, mm. cool, you're kind of shaking it up a bit. That's going to mentally scar Woody, but yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I found it... Um, I, I thought it was very real. The The whole thing felt very real. Yeah. The, the consequences, but- the circumstances... But again, so Toy Story 3 tells us that there's that harsh reality that this kid's growing up, this kid has grown up, and he drives off into the sunset, 
but the toys will always have each other. This one, the lesson that Andy learned, sorry, the lesson that Woody learns there is that he always has his pals, the toys, because the toy's job is to be there for the kid. This one, this film tells us that, well, at least Woody's got, you know, Bo, at least, at least he's got that, but he has to say goodbye to all his friends and his job with those friends is to be there for the kid. So he's breaking his own rules there, which I don't like because Woody is a man of his word. That's why he, he he didn't go with Bo in the first place. Um, I don't, and again, I don't think I, I don't mm. think he broke his word though because he still he learns that there are other ways in life to be a toy and to be there for many children. But I also think the the Woody that you see in one to three who has his his beliefs, I, th- I think he'd been stuck in that for a very long time and seeing Bo again helps him to realize that he needs to grow himself. He has spent so much time helping everyone else to grow and certainly being there for Andy as Andy grew. Woody mm-hmm. never really grows and develops as a character over the over the course of three films. He's actually a mainstay that has very little personal growth. And this is a whole movie of him having mm. personal growth. But remember that Toy Story 2, he was going off to... He was committed to go and join them in Japan. You know, he was doing that. Yeah. And he, yeah, had yeah. His, he had Andy Andy painted over on the bottom of his shoe. And yeah. then while watching the, the basically the Toy, Toy Story theme song, You've Got a Friend in Me, played by um, Tom Hanks up on screen, you know, in Woody's Roundup, he's there and he sits down on that, that roll of tape and then he turns his shoe over and scratches Andy off because he realizes his job is to be there for the kid. And he's just gone against that's he learned he he went through that that development of thinking about all that and he was committed to going to Japan and then he realized, no, I've got to be there for the kid. However but- they want me. Even if I was ripped remember he was ripped and put on the shelf, his job was yep. to be up there on that shelf. And here he's just abandoned that. And again, the, he they abandoned it because they decided Toy Story 3, when it ended, was basically like a screen door closing. And you know how when they close, they kind of bounce off a little bit and bounce back a couple of times. They like swing yep. shut, bounce, and then kind of close again. This film basically went with a doorstop and hinged itself into that gap in the door as the door just slightly bounced open and decided to rip the door back open again and write, write something off of just a random throwaway line in Toy Story 3 when Woody's acknowledging that look, we've lost a lot of friends, you know, a lot of friends, but we're still here for Andy. And then someone mentions, ah, oh, including Bo. And he goes, yep, including Bo. We and he's disappointed Bo. by that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's disappointed by that. But he's there for the kid. That's his job. And he's not now. He went away from his kid. He still has Bonnie on the bottom of his shoe, but he's abandoned her. I don't think he abandoned her, though, because I don't think she missed him doesn't matter it's not he went remember he went to in this very film he went to school with her for her first day that was his job to be there for the kid whether she wanted him there or not his job was to be there and in fact he helped forky come into existence because he went to school with her because he did, he did yes. that because because that's his job to be there for the kid whether they want you or not your job is to be there for the kid and he did that and now he's not there for the kid he but did went he against shone, his own he shone a light for the rest of the toys he showed them what they needed to be to step up. And by the end of the film, because a mm. lot of their subplot, the rest of the toys, is them learning to step up as well. And I think by the end of it, they've embraced the concept of what mm. Woody was doing of going above and beyond. And they're ready to take on that mantle. And that's why Buzz goes, she'll be okay. Because they know that they can fill in the gaps that mm. Woody will leave because Woody did so much more than the rest of them, but they are now at the mm. point where they go, okay, we can do this. We can be that so that he can have the ending that he has well and truly earned. And I think he has earned it. Like Woody earns what he gets by the end of it. Yeah. I, I also think that, uh, you know, we got such a, uh, such a remember how tear jerking that scene with Andy oh, and yeah. Woody saying goodbye was. We didn't think it was going to happen, and then it happened, and we thought we were going to say goodbye to the toys, 
and Woody was going to go with Andy. We thought that's what the ending was. Like, that's what I, we thought it was. I know. And then we didn't get that. And it was so heartbreaking to see Andy drive off into the distance. But at least the toys were together. This time, the toys had kind of been together and, like, in- mingling with each other and having conversations the whole time. This time, there was such a separation between the toys and Woody. You know, there was not enough heart-to-heart talking and emotional roller coaster with the toys for this to then be the end and them going separate ways and as you said like off air to see buzz and woody have like a, a goodbye was oh, that... heartbreaking and i got the lump in my throat i couldn't cry because i had sarah and her mother there but uh, it was heartbreaking nonetheless and i got the lump in my throat oh. but they didn't have enough of a build-up for that it just it the the key points which should have been more heart-wrenching and I should have been led to the point where I couldn't help but shed a tear. It didn't build up enough and didn't happen enough, those kind of crucial moments. Yeah. They rushed those moments a little bit too too much to tell more of a story which didn't have a huge amount of depth in it overall. It was a great film, but it didn't have a particularly deep story. Yeah. They went on a road trip. I, I, I think that I think that we find depth in Toy Story. I've I've rewatched the first three so so many yeah, times. Yeah, I can't count. I can't count how many I, times I watched them. I've lost count, and now I've got a five year old that just wants <laughs> to watch it all day long as well. Because it's and fantastic, it, and it is. And so I will obviously I will sit and watch it countless times with him as well. But you know what I find? None of them have that depth. They don't. No matter how many times I watch it, I think that we find the depth in it. I don't think that it's plain as day on the page. I think we've simply Mm. watched it that many times. Because I sat there through Toy Story 4 and went, you know what? This is about as interactive as the other three were. I think the one that had the most depth was the first one. Really. Mm. And more than that, I, I had another realization about three quarters of the way through it. And this is a horrific realization to have, but I, in the most controversial of opinions, I think I actually liked it better than Toy Story 2. Four? Yeah. I view yeah. four as my, obviously is my least favorite. I think of my course. favorite order is, is one, two, three, four. I think I'm at one, three, four, two. Now that I like, now that I'm really looking at it, I think I'm at one, three, four, two, and I think that's because there was there were elements in there that I just thought the execution was better. But obviously, I'm critiquing it as movies, like mm. very much as movies. I think that as far as like if we're talking sequels, I think Toy Story Two is an incredible sequel mm. because it does that rare thing where it builds upon the first one the way a sequel should. Yeah, and and you know I, it doesn't I can't really... doesn't detract from the first. In fact, it builds upon it. Yeah, and three did the same thing, and four is again an incredible standalone film. If if this was a to- again like Up was, if this was a story told all on its own with no other history to it, it'd be a fantastic film on its own. But it mm. does have history to it, and that's why it, it lacks for me. Because it doesn't work as a sequel, it works as a story on its own. It works as these shorts are that, which I'm kind of, I'm of the opinion that same goes for Star Wars. I don't care about it so much unless it's on film, to be honest. I I haven't watched the Clone Wars uh, film, uh, uh, TV series and all that. Yeah, Yeah, I don't watch, I don't pay attention to all that sort of stuff because it's not the main story. It doesn't count as the story unless I'm seeing it in the cinema in that environment. So the same goes for this one. I don't. This fits with those, not as as the 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 trilogy. Yeah, look, that's fair. And that's the that's the only way that I can enjoy it properly. You seeing as not not the main story. Um, I I'm assuming you picked up on this as well, but man, it was a lot darker than than the other three. I always thought Toy Story three was pretty dark, right? Like yeah, especially the its, scene in, in its, the incinerator. <laughs> In its in its darkest moments, I like mm-hmm. I thought that the villainy of Toy Story three made three a very dark film in in some respects, and it worked. They're both very a... sad, as well. Yeah, but Pixar does sad so well. Look at Inside Out. Mm. And look at Up. Oh. Um, but yeah, it was it was darker though. Like 
the antique store, that freaks How me creepy. out. How creepy. The ventriloquist dummies that... Oh, man. Between that and the doll, mm. it just... How good was the cat, though? I, I think I've seen someone make a comparison between Buster or even Spud in the first one. Yeah. And the cat. How well done was that cat in the all, film? All I Jeez. could think of was Buster when I saw that cat. I was like, oh my goodness, look how far they've come. Yeah. Yeah. And Again, the same I, with the rain at the start of the film. The rain was... Yeah. I saw this post earlier, and I'm going to have to send it on to you, about someone had gotten... Got getting oh my goodness and you can tell I'm tired. Someone had gotten these really good high definition shots of the posters for the characters, and mm. had just zoomed in on the toys themselves to show the quality, the level of depth of animation that Pixar had gone through, like to get uh, the material on Bo Peep like that. Mm. It's just outstanding where the technology well, even, is gone. Even the scene when... Uh, who's the... I can't remember the name of the... Uh, having a mind blank. The, um, the the stuntman, the Canadian stuntman. Oh, kaboom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when, he, when he goes for his jump at the end there and he hits the light bulb and smashes the light bulb. Yes. That was just like such a split second thing, but it was so well done. They just... Again, and like the the uh, cobwebs and everything, like they just there's so much detail. It's fantastic. While um, while I remember about that, shout out to Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I it oh took me a while goodness. to. I read about it at the the launch, the the premiere of the film that that's who he was playing, and then I it took me a while to 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 make that connection, and then I was like, I know who that is. Of course, it is. How it's good fantastic. was he? Duke Kaboom. <laughs> also, Superb. how funny were Key and Peel? Oh, fantastic, weren't they? I thought they were a perfect addition to the Toy Story world. Mm. Just- I love that 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 um that effect of them coming, just them in 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 like you know trying to think of a plan and coming up yes. with an idea and being like, how about and showing them just attacking an old woman coming to life in front of an old woman. <laughs> it was so good. That, the movie Dive needed a it. scene like that, yeah. <laughs> and then that there's during the, that that real thing of how did he get the the key? And it shows what really happened. She just put the key down in front of them. Yep. <laughs> it's like, of course, <laughs> really difficult. It was really difficult. <laughs> I I will highlight one thing that I I really didn't like in the movie, and mm-hmm. it, it's one thing, and it and it bugged me a lot more mm-hmm. than it should have. Did you notice they made Buzz really dumb? I was going to comment on that too, actually. I, I They did now, it to some extent in... They did it to some extent and then pulled it right back and redeemed themselves in number three. They made yes. him look stupid, then brought it back. This one, they made him look stupid, but kept him looking stupid. They and I don't like that. Dumb. I don't yeah, understand Yeah, why did they do it? that? And I love Tim Allen. I've always loved Tim Allen. He's just he's mm. one of my favorite people in Hollywood. And and he's only had the best things to say about the experience of working on number four. Mm. And honestly, like, I can imagine him having a lot of fun in the recording booth playing this Buzz. Like, playing, yeah. playing the Toy Story 4 Buzz who's trying to listen to his inner voice. Yeah, it's just as his buttons that he's pressing. Like, that is actually quite funny. It, it is, but that's not his character. No. I, I did I did think, though, that, that that one moment of brilliance from him, when he's trying to think of his, I think of his inner monologue or inner voice, yeah. and then he goes, you've got your backpack at the store. <laughs> you, know, you know that moment where he, yeah. he comes, comes to, he, he yep. buzz comes to life in front of the people as he's being packed away. I, that, that I thought was long overdue that they actually did that mm. in, in one of the films. That was something I, I thought, okay, you've ticked off something that you didn't do. Yeah. In the other three you have was- to, you have to use the, 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 the voice box in some way. And he did. Yeah. We did, like, we did see it briefly in number one with Woody to Sid so play nice. scaring the crap out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So play nice. Oh my God. That's a great scene. But yeah, but it's, it's you, one uh, thing to right. do it, to do it to the bully, but to actually like to break the wall the way they did. I thought, Oh, finally, 
Yes. Good. Yeah, I thought that was good. Uh, one other thing I didn't like, and I'm still bitter and dirty about it, is the fact that they've broken Woody. Now, in the second one, Woody gets a ripped arm, but they and then his arm falls off, but they fix it. Yeah. They fix it with that fantastic scene of the old man from the Pixar short, the Jerry. chess game. Jerry from the chess game. Uh, they're fixing Woody, and that is... I'd love to see the animations from today's Toy Story 4 in that scene. How fantastic would that be? The detail in that scene is just one of my favorites. But uh, his arms come off before. This time, they took his voice box and they didn't put it back. His drawstring is gone. I don't like that at all. I am I feel so uh, disrespected that they've broken Woody like that. And it, and it count. Well, no, it doesn't count for naught. Like, it does count by the end of it. But not really. Well, she goes off with another... Like, she does yeah, go off she, with someone. But but all they needed was the ball to be there and for the girl to be sitting there, and then that would have been it. They didn't need the voice oh, yeah. box at all. It would, I, I would argue it would have had more charm if she didn't have the voice box and got yeah, taken Yeah, she was by, one over... By exactly. The yeah, because she didn't need it to be appreciated. And the girl, the girl's as broken as she is because the girl's lost in a carnival. Yeah. So doesn't need the voice box, but no, okay. They cheapened that and they broke Woody in the process. They could have had her return the voice box. Yeah, I think they should have. Especially like, now that Woody's... Remember in the second one how mint condition Woody was? Now he's yeah. got stitching down the back of his, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, cow does. skin, cowhide vest. Yeah, it's broken. Bo's arms, arms broken, though. So in some respects yeah. it works because they... They kind of they're both broken together now. Still, it was now, it, it was nice understand. seeing Bo back and to have her be a lead. I did enjoy that, and I will always enjoy hearing Annie Potts's voice. Yeah, like, there's, uh, there's something pleasant. Maybe it's childhood from growing up seeing her in like seeing Bo Peep, and then obviously seeing her in Ghostbusters. Mm. So. It's, it is a pleasant thing. It was, uh, gee, I just, I was just reminiscing of to Toy Story 1 when, uh, she says, if you ever need me, I'll just be a couple blocks away. And then you see her walking some, uh, walking past some, um, yeah. block, playing blocks. <laughs> um, it was love- really nice. And mm. I always love the way she goes, potato head. <laughs> yeah. A potato head. That's Mr. Potato head to you. Um, I, look, it was it was really nice to have it, and it was interesting to have a toy playing such um, a free role. You know, she's really free because she is not owned by a child. Yeah, um, that's what they become in some ways. But uh, I've got my reservations. I'm not impressed with it for a number of reasons. I'm impressed with it for for a number of reasons. I just don't think it needed to exist. The film, it just didn't need to exist again they're lucky and and i said this to you the other day that you know it's not like finding dory where finding dory i, th- I think is a very average film it's there's, not there's a, a couple film. it was purely based around it's money making based on the fact that elder generous is in it and elder generous is internationally renowned yeah. more so today than what she ever has been like for me, like, if I think about Finding Dory, the only things that I thoroughly love, I love the octopus in it, and I love yeah. the otters, and that's that's really the extent of my entertainment for it, mm. but this And then there's, had... there's films like Cars 2 as well, which are just awful. Mind you, Cars 3 only exists surely to make up for what Cars 2 was. Yeah, for, for any of you that know me, you know that Cars 2 is my most hated movie of all time. And it just, it should not exist at all. It is the biggest blotch on Pixar's record. And the fact that they used it to herald the 25th anniversary of Pixar, that's just graceful. Well, they used Cars 1 to herald the 20th anniversary. I I don't know what's wrong with them. If they think that Cars sets the bar for their studio, or at least I think John Lasseter felt that. But he's no longer rubbish. No, he he's gone. Not. He gone. He did get his uh, credit for Toy Story Four, though. Running I think credit he kind of had to. Oh, yeah, story, I... yeah, yeah, story idea. He, but he had to the same way Rashida Jones had to. 
because yeah. they didn't wind up using Rashida Jones and Will McCormack's script. But they still got a story credit, even though they yeah. did not actually use their script for the film at all. They assisted. They assist in some ways with some ideas, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but You know, ideas were carried over, but yeah. But it... It's it's certainly like it's not the way of because I I refuse to call it a a average Pixar film by any by any means I think it's above average I, I think it's mm-hmm. bloody good but as far as the Pixar sequels go I I still I don't even think it's the worst in there but I I think it's maybe the middle of the road of those yeah I I, I agree and and like like again I, it's not a it's not a bad film. No. It's just not a great to me. It's not a great sequel. And and when you're dealing with something like Toy Story, which had such a fantastic ending, again again the questions asked: Why do it if you ended on such a great note with Toy Story three? And sure, there may have been answers that needed to be answered or questions that need to be answered as a result of Toy Story three or something. But still. It was but such Pixar, a great theatrical ending. It didn't need to happen, and they didn't execute it. They ex- executed it properly as a film, not as a sequel. And that's what they were making. They weren't making a film. They were making a sequel, and they I didn't maybe, execute that. I think maybe they didn't want to make a sequel, though. But and, it is. But I, I have no problem with this, though, because... If they had gone about making a sequel, it may not have stuck the landing... And it didn't. The, but it, in, and as not a, as a as sequel. A film it does. As a film, it does. But as a sequel, it doesn't. As a and se- that's yeah. what's more. In, but that's what's more important to me. If it's a Toy Story film, when you end because on such it's a good carrying note, carrying the legacy. Yeah. There is the, exact. There is no reason. You know. No reason to do it. No reason to have another one. Um, and they go ahead and have another one. They didn't need to. Pixar make weird choices. Like I'm, I'm looking at my shelf with my yeah. Pixar films, thinking about the weird choices they make. For instance, like obviously Finding Dory shouldn't exist. Another one that should not exist is Monsters, Monsters University. University. Why would you yeah. make a prequel? All we ever when everyone wanted, everyone wanted a sequel, and we, we got wanted a prequel. a sequel. We wanted to see Boo older finding the monsters again and accepting that what she thought was her childhood imagination was yeah, real. Yeah, was real. That's all we've ever wanted to see happen. Do you reckon, the, are they doing it? Is it going to happen? I don't know. They're making a TV series, I read. But I don't know where the TV series oh, really? falls in the canon. Um, I don't, I to, don't me, Toy, uh, to me, Toy Story 2 and 3, along with... Um, along with The Incredibles 2, are and always will be the best, you know, Pixar sequels ever done, regardless of what happens and, and what, what other sequels there are. They are the best. Yeah, Incredibles 2 was just spectacular. It's exactly what we wanted, because it picks up right where we left off, and that's mm. what we wanted. Um, Cars 3 is good. It redeems... I actually I think quality wise it's the best Cars movie. Mm. I Cars- see. I quite like Cars. I like quite like Cars One still. Cars One's um, okay. I'll give it that. It's okay. Yeah, it's not great. It, is there a Planes movie? Ooh, I can get into Pixar and Disney talk now. So. Mm. There was a point years back where Disney had the intention, because they owned Pixar, they had the intention of... of, Well, no, they didn't even own Pixar. I think they they owned the rights to the movies that they made with Pixar, Mm -hmm. but they reserved the right to do whatever they wanted with the Pixar franchise of films. Right. So they went ahead and made Planes as a spin-off of Cars, but Disney Animation made it, not Pixar. Mm. And they were the same people that planned on making a Toy Story 3 
that would have involved Buzz becoming defective and being sent back to Japan for repairs. Really, was, and they would have that, done that. They would have done that as Disney animating animation studios, as opposed to Pixar. Yep, yep. And there was you even, can't take Disney, Disney even put a promotional image up of all these shelves of Buzz Lightyear toys all being recalled. Right, and Disney were going to do it, and John Lasseter flipped out and got hold of Steve Jobs because he and Steve Jobs started Pixar mm-hmm. way back. They bought Pixar started because it was George Lucas's like computer computer effects and animation arm of Lucasfilm or whatever Lucasfilm was mm. back then. Uh, they bought it off him and turned it into Pixar. Anyway, as a result, like, Steve Jobs still had a fair amount of sway at Pixar. If you have a look, he's actually credited on the first Toy Story movie in the opening credits. Right. I need to go back and read and look at that. Yeah. I've never noticed that. But on top of that, Steve Jobs was also the highest single shareholder in Disney, owning 7% Yeah, he, of he was. Yeah. So... He and John Lasseter went into Disney and met with the board and went, right, you will buy Pixar from Disney for whatever it was, what they pay, $4 billion or something for it. Or, or sell, you, are, you will buy Pixar. You will buy Disney, Pixar. you will buy Pixar. You're going to buy Pixar. You're not going to make your direct to whatever sequels that don't involve them. And mm-hmm. they put... John Lasseter in charge of all of Disney animation instead of just being the head of Pixar. Fantastic. So it saved. So, yeah. They saved, saved what Toy Story was. They saved Toy Story. They saved all of the. Um, it would be so wrong Pixar to. Pixar world. Yeah. It would it'd be so wrong to Pixar to take Toy Story from them. Yeah. And John Lasseter, the first thing he did when he got in there, aside from saving Pixar and and their legacy, was to announce that Disney was going to go back to hand-drawn animation, which they did for a couple of films. Yeah. We had The Princess and the Frog and Winnie the Pooh. Mm. But, unfortunately, that didn't stick for as long as it should have. And no. They still went ahead and did the Planes movie, but Planes Planes wasn't that bad. I actually watched the first Planes movie, and I, I quite liked it. Mm. I think it did a better job of Cars than Cars did, because it, it's essentially the same story. I, I don't like, though, that Disney animation, though, is too similar to Pixar. Every film thing should have their own animation style you know uh, dreamworks has their style um fox has their style um uh, yeah. we have well this who, is why i think do? disney need mm. to be back in the hand-drawn business yeah um, it's where, where yeah. it lies leave leave Il- the animation to pixar yeah illumination have their own style with illumination um, that's, who, that's who i was trying to think of despicable yeah. me and all of them yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and who who does um, Secret Life of Pets? Is that Illumination as well? That's Illumination. Yeah. Yeah. Same same sort of style. Um, I can though say that being you know in the UK and seeing some um, film uh, trailers, obviously they were all very very much appropriate for the crowd for Toy Story th- uh, Toy Story Four. So very childish. There was a film um, trailer happening, which I very much thought was Secret Life of Pets 2, seeing as that's absolutely everywhere. Every McDonald's, every bus advert, everything is about Secret Life of Pets 2. Um, But this film wasn't Secret Life of Pets 2. It was The Queen's Corgi. Have you heard about this film? Yeah, I I have, but only because I'm me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw trailers for it, and I was just—I was like, "Wow, is this just another character in Secret Life of Pets 2? I thought that had no. already come out. Has it not come out yet? Not in the UK, anyway. Um, I th- it's other interesting thing—it's only going to the UK. It's oh, not, is it? I don't think it's coming here, and if it is, it must be a very small release. Yeah, right. No, it's—it's it's not in cinema yet. I don't believe. Um, also, the uh, what's interesting is just before the film begins, it they have to put up the rating of the film 
you know, you know, you know, yeah. like how they do that for before a trailer. Yeah, they have to do it before the film, so it comes up with G before the film, um, or U for for Universal. Uh, what I don't like is though, why have Pixar stopped doing their pre-film shorts? I think they just don't do it on all of them. Right, because they did do it for Toy Story three. They did do it for um, Incredibles two. They did do it for most films. What was the other one I saw it for? I can't remember. But yeah, right. They, okay, they, they didn't do, do it, it for every most film. of them. I found it weird that there wasn't one. Yeah, I, I was expecting there to be one, and there wasn't. And I was like, oh, okay, never mind. That's fine. Um, Toy Story 4. Drew, let's head to the ratings. Yeah. Would you like me to go first? Yeah, possibly. Okay. Technically, this film is going to get... It's going to get a seven and a half. It's going to get a seven and a half. No, it'll, it'll, it's going to get an eight. It's going to get an eight because how un believable were those special effects now it is a little bit it is a little bit unfair that it is getting credited on special effects when it is pixar and they only do cgi films but come on like this is ridiculous the rain effects at the start of the 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 rain effects at the start of film the fact that they made bo peep look porcelain because she was you know with the, the light reflecting off of her the cobwebs the the animal animation, the people animation, the um, amusement park ride animation, the relevance as well, the writing, the clever writing. Pixar always do fantastic clever writing for both adults and they children. Really but but even, you know, they had fantastic jokes in it that, that continued on and running gags. Um, they introduced some great new characters. They brought back some fantastic old characters. They mixed them up nicely. Um, it gave a... It did give a great insight into, you know, the beginning of the end for um, Andy and Molly and then the toys. Um, and it then also showed life with Bonnie. Um, it also introduced us to, to the world of things coming to life, which which aren't toys in the form of Forky. Um, it gave us, yeah, so it gave us, a, it gave us like a broader look at the world from the perspective of toys or from the perspective perspective of inanimate objects b- becoming alive basically. Yeah. So the writing was fantastic and the animation was fantastic and it was it was it was superb like you cannot fault Pixar for their constant evolution and um improvement on what they've been doing for their animation. So mm-hmm. it gets an 8 for me because it was su- just superb. Yeah. Personally, the film will get. <laughs> it's gonna get a six and a half. Okay. Because it it's was a good. Yeah, no, because it because it because it it does deserve it because it was a good standalone film. It yeah. was a good film. Yeah. It 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 the sole reason why it loses probably two and a half points if not, well, two, two and a half points is because it wasn't a good sequel. And and again, not just any sequel, it wasn't a good Toy Story sequel. And Toy Story was the first film that Pixar ever did. You know, you had Toy Story 2 then, which was an amazing sequel. And again, besides Terminator 2, besides Back to the Future 2, besides Jurassic Park 2, I don't know a lot of good sequels, and Toy Story 2 is there. Then you have Toy Story 3, and besides Back to the Future Part 3, I can't think of any other good third films. You know, um... There's not many. No, and Toy Story 3 was a superb one, which didn't, you know, um, just like a sequel should do, it didn't detract from the, the original work. It built on it. The third one didn't detract from the original work it built on it toy story 4 though detracted from toy story 3 in making toy story 3's um gravity less or lessened it and therefore it is the first toy story sequel which doesn't build on the one before it the predecessor which again isn't saying it's a bad film it just 
it is a sequel and it doesn't do that perfectly, so it loses points for that. That's it. That's what I'll say. And they also ruined Woody. They took his voice box. That's it. No other faults. <laughs> and they made Buzz look stupid. That's it. Nothing else. No other faults. No, none. No other faults. Yeah. Your turn. Are you good? Uh, it did. It did in those. <laughs> <laughs> those those the six and a half it gets that extra half because again it's another spoiler at the very end of the film it asks when when mrs forky comes along or something the, the oh, toy made it the, funny yeah the toy made by bunny in year one they show a little clip uh, during the credits yeah um and you know forky says if you have any questions i can answer them for you and then she goes why am i alive and forky just looks at the camera like looks dead ahead blankly and just can't answer that because they touched on the fact that what the hell are these things coming alive for or why are they coming alive yeah that gets an extra half point that that's now i'm done your turn <laughs> i don't know if you stayed until the very end of the credits or not did you i i didn't know we we got up and left after the uh, <sighs> the, the big things why what what happens at the very end i'll, I'll tell you spoiler uh the pixar logo comes Except mm-hmm. instead of Luxo Jr. bouncing <sighs> on the eye, Duke Kaboom rides in on his motorbike and bounces on it and goes, Kaboom! <sighs> Fantastic. I like that, that little and play. That's really good. So funny. It was worth staying to the end for. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, ratings, 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 ratings. Um, oh, good lord. Um. I'm giving it on both an eight, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm actually pretty fixed on that. Both enjoyment and technical level gets an eight. I really enjoyed it a lot, and I I've said this over and over to you that the trilogy is the trilogy, and that this is the coda or the epilogue. This is yeah just it's its own thing and and because they you you feel like you're watching a different thing but you know the characters you know ev- everything about it it's still so familiar mm-hmm. but it's not part of the trilogy and i'm okay that it's not part of the trilogy i i think that it works because it's not yeah so it, to me it didn't tarnish the original 3 in any way to me they're the andy chapters and then this mm-hmm. is, you know what, Woody has some unfinished business. Woody gets opened up to new ways of seeing life because he's been mm-hmm. stuck in one vision his whole time. And now he's going, you know what, maybe I do deserve my happy ending. And it takes a whole movie to convince him. And it takes more than anything. It took Buzz to tell him. It actually yeah. took Buzz to say she'll be all right. Because he's hesitant up until the moment Buzz looks him dead in the eye and goes, she'll mm. be all right. Before he finally clicks and goes, okay, I'm doing this. And you know what? It's not the end of them ever talking. It, yeah, like that, that hug was devastating. And them saying to infinity and beyond, that just, that got every lump in my throat. Mm-hmm. Seeing that scene. But it's not the end. It'll be like Barbie and Ken. They'll write letters and they'll send postcards because they're part of a traveling festival now. So they'll yeah they'll write letters. We know that that'll happen. Woody knows Bonnie's address. Like it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Question for you. Just just a question that I just thought of then. What wallpaper was in Andy's room at his house at the start of it? Was it clouds? It was still the clouds. That's incorrect. It's wrong. It's supposed to be stars. It was only clouds at the, in, the, in the original room in one and two, and then they moved. And then it became... Or in fact, only one. In, in in one, it was clouds. In two, the house had stars. And in three, the house had, had, had stars. But everyone pictures it with clouds. And I'm trying to think, did Toy Story 4 have clouds or stars because it should be stars the first one is in the old house and then the second one that he has the stars in the new house right yeah the new house is stars not clouds maybe the flashback was before they moved to the new house it's not because the the film starts off with the rain and that's the front of the old house 
Uh, the new oh, house. That's the new yeah, house. The, the old house was the white. New the new house is yeah. red. That's I'm right. really how pathetic that I know all this about Toy Story. It's not pathetic. It's it's admirable. Um, I liked Randy Newman's music as always. It was fantastic. I've Randy- listened to a couple of songs by his by him today. Yeah, in fact, he's he's done good. But look, technical levels, yeah, it's all there, and man, it's there in spades. Like you real do you know what i also noticed they corrected andy because when they showed mm. they showed a flashback of andy in 3 i don't remember where mm. do you remember where when they have it saying a flashback start in 3 at the Is it start the start of 3 yeah when when they're doing um the, the yeah, song when they show yeah, and then yeah, and he's wrong. Yeah, that's it's it, not that's what he it looks on like the, on the camera. Yeah, and, and Andy, it's not what he... Andy, yeah, it's not what he looks like. Yeah, but then when you see the flashback of him in four, it looks like Andy did in in the original Toy Story. Yeah, I I noticed that he didn't look the even, same, even though the animation was brought forward. Like you could tell that they they tidied up the animation mm-hmm. a lot he still looked more like he did in the first one than he did in the flashbacks in number three. Yeah. So I like that was a big win. And look, all your, your points are all valid on it. I, I totally, I absolutely understand and get where you're coming from with it. It, those things don't strictly bother me because I can, I can separate it quite comfortably. And I think that that's what they were going for. And as far as Woody's purpose changing, I think that, his purpose changes because he grows as a person. Yeah. I do believe that he finally has long overdue, 24 years overdue character development. The only other time he develops is to kind of accept Buzz, but even then, the first movie is about Buzz figuring out that he's a toy. Mm. Woody doesn't have to learn too much except how to share. That's yeah. the that's the only thing he has to learn how to share Andy. Woody's never had to learn another thing any at any time. He's been the guru. He's been the all knowledge. He's the example of how to be the perfect toy to all of them. And now he's having to learn how to accept there being a different life for him. And he admits it in four. He, he goes, you can't teach this old toy new tricks. Mm. And Bo Peep proves him wrong. Yeah, yeah, she certainly does. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a lot of points where, where I go, you know what, it just does work because Woody should be able to grow and to change his opinion on things. Because we all do. We all change our opinion on things every day. Our feelings toward things change. As we get older and as we have more experiences, we mm-hmm. change and we view things differently and we make different decisions and we make decisions that we think maybe 10 years ago we would never have made. Mm. Yeah. So I think for Woody to have that, it felt real. The whole movie felt like real life consequences. And you, you were saying this, that it, it felt more adult than, than the other ones did. Like yeah. more grown up. And I think it, it certainly did. It should. It's been 24 years, and for us, like, I I was three when it came out, and you, you would have been, what, two when mm-hmm. Toy Story came out. And it was just, this is what we... It was our age bracket that it was made for. And, and it's We'd funny that... we grown up the, with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the films are growing with us, but also still... Uh, you know, um, I think this is the first time they kind of went ahead because Toy Story 3 came out in 2010, the same year I finished school. And that was, mm, and the whole thing exactly. was that Andy, was Andy finished school and went to college. It fell on exactly the right time. Yeah, it did. That's, that's very true. And this one, I feel like this one's maybe 10 years to 10 or tw- even 20 years too early for what it is. To hit, to hit its audience. And I, I, th- I think I, so. It it shouldn't. It should. It shouldn't. It shouldn't have come out now. It doesn't fit with now. 
No, but I think it will in time. I think we'll we'll all grow into it. Yeah, we'll see. I'd I'd need a little while longer, but for that, I at least at least it's not a bad movie. At least you like it. Mm-hmm. You don't not like it. So I think that maybe over time you will grow into it in in some respect. Mm. But I I do agree with your point that it's not part of the trilogy it, because yeah. it's not. It, but I think that that's intentional for them. I think they meant for it to not be. It yeah. Well, then in that case, that just the timing's wrong for it. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll look. I'll, I'll come. I'll revisit again in about five years when I've forgiven Pixar for it, and we'll see. See how I view it. <laughs> You'll uh, bef- watch it again before then. I know you. <laughs> we'll see. Um, the other three, yes. This one, we'll see. Um, if anything, for the special, the 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 CGI. Uh, before yes. we end this episode, though, we have to give away our sick Kent of the week. Drew, we do. Drew, I'm not yes. sure. I might have a suggestion, but uh, that's What's it. What's your suggestion? Yes, we Canada. <laughs> Duke Kaboom. Yes, Duke Kaboom. I agree completely. That's now. Do we give it? Do we, give it to- yeah. Do we give it to Duke? Could we give it to Man Behind Duke? I think we give it to Duke because I do want to give it to the man behind Duke at another point where where we can... I, I would love to do an episode about the man himself. Sure. Okay, then in that case, uh- <laughs> Duke, Duke Kaboom. <laughs> yeah, this week's sick end of the week. Yes, we Canada. <laughs> yes, we Canada. Of course. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Awesome. I want that toy now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I love that he was just a wind-up motorcycle toy. Yeah, I know. And how pathetic he was in, in reality. Uh, based oh, on dear. Evil Knievel. Yeah, absolutely. Based on the, the Canadian version of Evil <laughs> Knievel. Um, well, Drew, thank you very much for joining me, as, of course, as always. Um, thank you, Mr. Phil. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, thank you for all, all for listening. Join us again next week for another fun-filled show of shenanigans. Indeed. Yeah. Yep. Thank you.